0: hi hello there how are you doing today yes it's adiola again and today i will be talking about the kind of spouse that you are are you the peaceful one are you the dramatic one are you the uh, (laughs) kind of spouse in the relationship we are going to be digging in shortly and i will be right back Today will be peaceful spouse. So let's dig in. What makes a peaceful spouse? Well, duh, I thought that was self-explanatory. Yes, it is. Just one spouse that has a goal. Peace. I will give you peace. You're not Jesus, you're not God, but hey, there are certain things we are capable of and giving people around us peace of mind is just about one of those things we can do don't you think so all right so now on a serious note in my experience i'm sure from my voice you can tell i'm not old but for my age i've actually witnessed a lot of stuff and i think wow i feel like i'm 80 years old already because I am filled with so many experiences, information, you know it's I grew up in Nigeria, at least up till I was in my twenties and because I did not leave as a baby, I saw a lot. And I come from a nuclear family. However, my uncles and aunts and my grandparents they had you know um, like big families, they have poly- some of them had polygamous homes and all of that, so I'm kind of close to my cousins and the rest of the extended family so because I'm close to them I've seen quite a lot, and since living in the States I have seen much more back in Nigeria, to be precise I realized that a lot of women back there want something in exchange for something else. They just, if you give them money, they'll give you peace. If you're loyal to them, they'll give you peace. By coming to the state, I've realized that some women are not going to give you peace no matter what you do you give them the money the time the attention they get bored with a cool and calm environment they, they feel like I need to stir up something to know if it still has emotions towards me oh trust me <laughs> I had at least one as a friend she just got bored. She's like why is everywhere so quiet and I thought wait what And in one of my previous episodes when I talked about going through your spouse's phone, that's one thing I realize women do easily to stir up trouble, just to rile up the the spouse to just think, let me just poke him a little bit. And whether you're doing it for fun or you're doing it to make demands from your spouse. I'm not gender specific now. Sometimes I might be talking and be focusing on one's spouse but honestly I'm talking about both genders what is it going to take you to give your partner peace of mind here's why I asked if you give peace of mind you will get it back unless you just don't want it and for whatever reason I wouldn't be surprised that not all, not all of us want it. But for those that feel like they should be able to get some peace and calmness in their marriages or relationship, what have you done to facilitate what you want? So, you said you want peace of mind. But when you have a disagreement as a couple, not only do you let it span into the next day. I know some of us need more than one day to cool off and all of that. But while you're cool off, what are you doing? I've often seen men discuss their relationships or marriage down downfalls or downsides with their friends or relatives inside their own home knowing fully well that their spouse is going to hear it. Their wives are going to, you know, if my husband was reporting me to let's say his mom or his favorite cousin about things I'm doing wrong, I would lose my mind. And both genders do it. So how do you think you're going to resolve anything by doing that? You're not. You're just going to keep poking the fire and poking it until there's like an explosion. You know, here is one thing I have learned to do. Like I said in one of my previous episodes, which of course I talk about my experiences, the things I have done as an imperfect human a while back and how I'm able to um, move forward into self-growth and development. Now I keep quiet. I take a walk. I listen to loud, loud music when I feel like my spouse has driven me to that point where I do not have any respective words to say. I don't I don't have decent, a decent way to express my frustration or anger. It happens sometimes. When I feel like I'm at that point, I just, whew, Lord Jesus help me, I just try to walk away. And thankfully, he lets me walk away. If it's on the phone, and I'm trying to end the call, and he's, he's telling me, Oh, why do you want to? I'm still talking to you. And I say, please. I do not want to hang up on you, and I do not have any respectable words to use for you right now. I cannot find my, my v- distant <laughs> vocabulary. It's, it's failing me. And I do not want to disrespect you. Because whatever I say will go down in history. And it will hurt. And I do know that this is not a relationship. It's not like a dating relationship where we're having, um, what's it called now, friends who benefit someone that I can just discard. I promised for better for worse. So that means after this fight, I'm still going to have to face this person. And I don't want to say things to him that I do not mean. So, I have tried to walk away. I've tried to go shopping. gone for a run. Listen to music. Hang out with my friends. While I hang out with my friends, I don't discuss my relationship or marriage. I don't do it. Those are the things I have done. Oftentimes, women do not put their spouse's health conditions into they don't put it into consideration if you have a spouse that has a high blood pressure don't you think you should be the one that doesn't talk a lot that doesn't just yell and get into physical altercation with your spouse don't you think you should be that person because if they die that's the end of the conversation it's just like a police officer trying to a police officers shooting someone he's trying to arrest. It's not a win situation for anybody. Someone is dead. The other person's in trouble. And a family is mourning. It's about the same thing. If you have a spouse that has an underlying health condition, you do not want to rile them up all the time because you never can tell when that last conversation is going to be. Some people will go for a drive, get an accident, an accident and that's the end of it. Some other will just get their health so deteriorated that they have to be hospitalized. At that point, whatever cost that argument is not valid anymore. It's now useless because now you have a bigger problem in your hands. You will be surprised that all of this fight is always born out of something so little so like it's not <laughs> it could be oh i was waiting for you at dinner you didn't come on time or i was trying to pick out a school for a son but you're not there to look at it with me or i accepted invitation for a family member's wedding and you say you couldn't make it you know It's always something so little and the big fight that we should be having if for example your spouse is a gambler that's a big fight you should be having those are the ones that we ignore because your spouse will gamble away your future both yours and your kids you don't fight about that oh who called you why did you have to step outside to take the call that insecurity has been addressed in one of my previous episodes. Why can't you just look for maturity mature to talk things out? And most importantly, there's something called turning the blind eye, just look away. You starving your husband or your wife is not going to solve the problem. You're only just making your domestic issues worse starving them food wise sex wise you're you're giving them your attention giving them your support and all of that if you if you starve them of anything that you've been providing before because you want to teach them a lesson i just hate it when people tell me i wanted to teach my spouse a lesson are you dating a kid are you married to a child? So how do you tell me I want to teach my spouse a lesson? That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. No, you've just been evil. You've just been bad. Period. There's no other way to justify what you're doing. You're just a mean human being. To so just to make yourself feel good, you t- tell people, "Oh, I was trying to teach him a lesson." That's why you yelled at him so much. He went into a cardiac arrest and do not tell me that, oh, that is an extreme situation. It happens. You don't know your spouse's state of mind. You don't know the, the, the struggles they have inside them. You do not know all of that, so you cannot just go by this one conversation we had shouldn't cost them any harm you don't know that so what does it take you to be a peaceful person just walk away and choose your battles carefully so that you can win them all because if you do not choose your battle carefully you would lose if not almost all you will lose every single one of them you can quote me on that If you have a situation with your spouse that you need to iron out, this thing is difficult, but I'm going to tell it to you regardless. Keep quiet. It's hard. You want to express yourself so much, but that time is not a good time, especially if your spouse is trying to communicate something with you, because while they're talking, you are having a conversation in your head. You're not listening. So if you're not listening, the situation is not going to get resolved anytime soon. That's the that's the reason why it's very very important for you to just keep quiet. Even if you did not assimilate all they have said, pick as much as you can. Process it. Just for the sake of peace. For that moment, not for the entire situation. For that moment apologize if that's what they need. That is called de-escalating situation. Maybe three or four days, five days later, you know the last fight we had, I had something to say. Is it okay to say it now? Because it's really important for you to have a listener when you want to be a talker. Otherwise, it's going to be a one-way conversation that can blow up again. So, what's the point? Am I making sense? That has also been addressed in a different episode. Do not go through your spouse's phone. If you're bored with peace of mind. Do something else. Do not frustrate another person's child because you want to be entertained. If your spouse is not eating well, here is what could be wrong. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a human with feelings. It's either they had a bad day at work and... They don't have appetite. I'm talking about a spouse that you used to eat and they're not currently eating. Or a spouse that is losing weight because you just, you just can't seem to give them any peace. So they don't want to eat at home and they eat. They don't really enjoy what they're eating. They don't even, they don't look good. If your spouse does not look happy it should bother you. So You don't want to be the one person that... How do I put it now? Your spouse should be a good representation of your nurturing self. You know that characteristic you have to nurture and care and all of that? There has to be a result. If you have an unhappy partner, they're not going to play a lot. They're not going to eat a lot. They're not going to sleep well. There's a lot of things they're not going to do. Above all, they're not going to be able to function well at work or whatever it is they do as a career. And if they don't function well, how will you enjoy them? Even after the fight is over, right? You think everything is calm. But because you have said some mean things to them, they cannot get over it. It's just there, stuck in their heads. And they're remembering, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is what she thinks of me. And the way men are is not the way women are. Women would have an outburst and cry and, you know, be dramatic and forget about it. But men, they would not do any of that. But they would water that thought in their heads for as long as possible. as long as possible and you're still thinking it's two months since the fight why why is it still like this it's because you've bruised your ego whatever you're not going to mean the next day or the next month please don't say it teach yourself to hold your tongue silence is golden and silence has never disappointed anyone If your husband is in a a fight with maybe their friends or extended family member, it's your job to help bring them back together unless that particular person is not good for your family. Okay, then you can, you know, help separate them. But if they're like, maybe like business partners or whatever, like they've been an important part of your lives as a couple, you do not want to tear them away because there you are now creating more enemies for your spouse. So, he's not... He's at peace with you, but not at peace with other people. Well, you cannot be the only one in this world. A tree cannot make a forest. He still needs the other people. Business-wise, I don't know, family, extended family um, events, for whatever reason, you cannot be the only one in your spouse's life. So, another way to give him peace is to allow him... Or her have friends people that they can layers mind with and thoughts you cannot be in control and be micromanaging them just because you want. it works for you that way you cannot do that you shouldn't not be doing that you will have an unhappy spouse in your hands to deal with and if they go into depression you have to take care of them because you said in sickness and in health and depression is a disease so now you've created a monster you're going to have to look after meanwhile all you could have done is be quiet in that moment of anger they feel like breaking things saying me nasty things just walk away another thing I do when I'm dealing with people even my husband before I got married I would type this long message like literally I will spend 15 minutes typing a message on whatsapp I'll type it but not send it if I send it with the whatsapp application I can immediately delete it but then I have a time frame so there was a particular time I think this was 2017 I cannot really remember what the fight was about he was asleep right we were in two different time zones at a time so I typed and typed and typed and as I was typing I was Boiling I knew what I was saying was mean, and as soon as I was typing I was deleting I was typing I was deleting because I'm like I would like to marry this guy someday So when he woke up Even though he was mad at me he was curious as to What happened with the messages because here's the way whatsapp works right When you delete a message Your recipient will get a notification Message deleted you will get one he'll get one right So, he saw 10 messages deleted, then he went, wait, what did you send to me and why did you delete it? Then I said, the whole point of deleting it is just so you don't read it, because what I said was mean. So even though I told him it was mean, he took it as a content, he took it as lightly as possible. Like, okay, she was mean to me, you know, but he didn't till today. This is 2020 till today. He does not know what those messages says because what they said was hurtful we need to imbibe such things in our life sometimes I do that work all the time when I want to send a work email and I'm thinking this colleague of mine is driving me crazy and I want to send it to HR but I know that it could it could easily cost them their jobs and the whole point of working is they need income for family you know for Survival. I don't want to cost them their jobs, but I'm angry. So I type the email and I save it in drafts. I just need to get it out of my head. A peaceful partner will be praying with you and not be tearing you down. Not be calling out your weaknesses, your shortcomings, your failures. A peaceful partner does not do that. Instead, they protect your secret. Didn't say, Oh, I told you so. Oh, you remember last week when I told you not to do this and you did it? Oh, you see what happened? You lost all that money. Oh, I told you so. I told you not to invest in this business. You see what happened? You were ripped off. Oh, you, a peaceful partner does not nag. A peaceful partner does not nag. Let me say that again. A peaceful partner does not nag. Once you say it one, one time, you have already said it. There is no different outcome from saying it five million times if they still hurt. So just say one time to get it off your mind and let it go. Or I'm going to do an eye for an eye. In relationships you can do that. Most likely that person will marry you. In marriages you cannot do that because both of you have agree to become one entity so it's like shooting yourself in the leg it will hurt the hand may be fine but the rest of the body will feel pain so if you see your partner as one with you one you'd realize that whatever you say to them will eventually come back to you that's what you don't want to say You don't want to join them in fighting with people don't make new enemies for your husband or your wife don't do that you can never tell when they'll need those people again or where their paths will cross again you can never tell that's the reason why you have to be careful you should support your partner oh this business idea you came up with uh let me find out more information about it before we launch forward with it because i don't want to lose our money That's what a peaceful partner would do. You don't go shouting, Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. You're you're not even giving him a reason or giving her a reason not to do it. You might be right. as a bad business idea. But support it with facts. Data. Give them something to work with. And because nothing is certain in life, if it doesn't work out, still be there to make them feel better. Like, Don't worry. Mistakes happen. We'll get it right next time. That is how you've been a good partner. Partnership means support, 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 protect, encourage, help. Marriage is a partnership. It's not just, oh, let's make kids. Or let's keep each other company. No. It's more than that. Pray for your partner. If you're not the religious type, send them motivational quotes randomly. Maybe every day, every week. Whenever it comes to your mind, just send it. Or you can just dig out your old pictures from when you just met and remind them of how much they mean to you no matter how bad their day is going the fact that you just proved to them that hey in the middle of my day and my busy schedule i was thinking about you it makes them feel good it makes them want to come home they just feel like wow and here i was having a bad day but my wife or my husband was thinking about me. They were going through all pictures. It will give them a beautiful smile for the rest of the day. But if you are the kind of spouse that we are afraid to come home to you, like we get in the car, we drive home, but we cannot get ourselves out of the car because we're thinking, "Oh my God, what am I gonna have to fight about when I get in the when I get?" Inside tonight. Most likely that kind of person will leave you. If if, if I have to drive home and my heart skips a beat as soon as I see my door or as soon as I see your kind of driveway. If I feel like that, you begin to give me anxiety. When you give me anxiety, you're not good for me. So yes, if you're the kind of partner that we are afraid to come home to you, you need help. It means you're not only taking away the peace of mind for your partner, you have not become, you're have become you not posting a danger to them. Because now they're so afraid of you. They don't want to get out of the car. I've had that feeling before and I think, okay, it looks like I have more peace outside than I do when I, when I get home. I don't, I don't want to go inside. I just want to sit in my car. And then I sit in my car for like two hours. Imagine... Going to work early, having to deal with different types of people at work, and different types of patients, and then I get home, and I'm thinking, oof, this is another hell. I don't want to go inside. That's is what I call unhealthy everything. Unhealthy relationship, unhealthy marriage. In fact, unhealthy unhealthy. I have a lot more experience and a lot more words to share on this topic and I will be right back. Don't go nowhere. Hi there i am back so in summary to my previous segment i thought okay if you are doing all of this what's the best way to streamline what's required of you as a good and peaceful spouse one is that you cannot give the peace that you do not have so before you can say you're venturing into marriage or any kind of relationship you have to check within yourself Are you psychologically capable of what is required to keep the relationship or marriage, make it successful? Are you in that place in your life where you have settled with your past and you're prepared and optimistic for the future? Are you there? If you're not there, you cannot give the peace you do not have. Because in one of my episodes I mentioned, you cannot bring baggage to a buffet. You cannot. You cannot bring rotten food to the kitchen. It's going to mess up everything. So if you do know that you have a lot of struggles, you need someone to work with it, with you through it, get a professional. If you feel like, okay, well, I don't really want to, um, be anyone's patient. You can start by being friends. Okay. But as soon as you get to that point of marriage, that is you trying to dare yourself that, you know what? I'm ready. And when you're ready, you have to give it your all you have to try and give it your all during a conflict please 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 and please try to show respect for each other you cannot get respect if you're not giving any and in as much as it looks like just um seven letter word it's not exactly that easy respect will teach you when to talk what to say and how to say it how you see your partner will determine how you treat them. So if you want to be, if you want them to treat you well, you have to be able to give the same. You have to give first before you receive. So if both partners are doing the same, what do you have? A happy couple. And make sure that you're able to explore some common interests with your partner. You don't want to be at loggerheads with them all the time just because. You have different ideologies about everything. It's going to bring about chaos all the time. So of course, no two partners are exactly the same, but there's always a common ground. There's always a line to compromise and all of that. So you have to focus in those areas to make sure you're doing your very best to make your relationship or marriage successful. Another thing I would recommend is create a spiritual connection. Meaning when you're not able to use your words, you don't want to really use your actions try some meditation play some something that just gets you away from your physical and you begin to connect on a spiritual level like you are able to just look at each other or coexist in one room without saying a word to each other but you are able to how do i put it transfer energy Exchange energy to calm the situation, and when you open your mouth, you're saying respectful things. You want to be the partner that your friend your you want to be the partner that your spouse runs home to. He says or she says, "I can't wait to go home. This happened during my day. I want to tell my husband about it and tell my wife about it." You have to be that person where they're excited to run home to, not the one that they they're afraid to meet at home. When they start having fear for you, that goes the beginning of the end of your relationship. Okay? And try and work on your communication skills. I cannot stress this enough. Communication, communication. Make sure you get your, have an active listener and a, a speaker. You cannot be preparing to speak or respond to something you're not listening to. You know, you have to make sure that before you're able to open your mouth to respond, you've actually listened. And you've tried to understand what they're trying to say. It's really important for you to do that. You have to take classes on communication, read about communication. And everybody differs. Some people just like to talk it out. Some people like to wait it out. I like to just wait it out. I just keep quiet, you know. And there are going to be other things. I, I Sometimes, a while ago, before I got married, my fiance and I we're not talking to each other. But he had a way of always inviting me to play an online game. You know, Scrabble. He always did that. Or one of those word games. He always did that. Like he would invite me, right? So I'll see <laughs> I'll see his invitation. And I'm thinking, well, I'm still mad at him, but then at the same time, I'm itching to play the game with him because few times I actually did win. Most of the times he won, you know. So I'm thinking, I'm still mad at him. I'm gonna, you know, ignore the invitation. And when I do, he sends again, again, and then I accept the invitation, right? And he allows me to win the game, right? So when I win the game, I'm happy. It, so because I'm happy, I want. The hatchet to be buried, right? Then I apologize, because a few years ago, let's say about two years ago, I found it really difficult to apologize. I just, I thought it made me look like a weaker person. And when I went through life, I realized it's actually the strong people that tend to apologize because they want they're doing all that they can to hold everybody and everything together you know so if it takes an apology to go for it if it takes whatever it takes they're the the peacemakers you know so another point i would like for you to pay attention to is forgiveness when you guys probably had a fight about something an apology has been made whether you mean the apology or not and I do recommend you Please mean your apology. Okay? So, you've about something and an apology has been made. And you've forgiven each other. One thing you do not want to do is bring back that topic into a new fight. It is chaotic for you to do that. Because now you are fighting two separate situations. One is the old one. The other one is the new one. And then he's angry or she's angry about... Didn't we already sort this out? And they say, no, we, we swept it under the carpet. It doesn't mean we sorted it out. And they're thinking, wait, what? So it's an easy way to escalate situations if you're not able to just let things go. Don't, you don't have to overflog the topic. Just let it go. You have nothing to gain out of it other than chaos, anger, frustration, sadness, tears, you know, uh it's just like setting yourself on fire. Nothing good comes out of it, not a tan, nothing. so you want to make sure that when you forgive each other, let the past stay in the past and the one the situation you're probably trying to work through, get it out of the way as soon as possible. You want to be able to focus and build a future together you know the one way you look back and say wow babe we have done great we have come a long way i'm proud of us you know it encourages your partner to keep doing better and when you do better you feel better when you feel better you're able to give back better in return it's like a circle what you give will come back around and lastly i would say look for the best in each other if you see your spouse as good as you see yourself it would be easier for you to encourage them support them teach them whatever it is you do that makes your family run well your home peaceful it's gonna be a lot easier you know whatever it is that's required some people just want you to they make go shopping with them watch the game with them go to um, a golf course with them, whatever it is, right? All of those things are easier done when you see the best in each other. You you have words of encouragement for them. You pray for them. You support them when they tell you, oh, babe, I messed up. Instead of saying, I told you so, tell them it's a good learning experience. Now that we have both learned from it, we're not going to repeat the same mistake. Instead of you tearing them down and saying, you see, I told you so. You should not have done that. You should have. No, 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 no. You don't want to nag at that point. You don't want to do what? Just look for the best in each other. See them as good as you see yourself. Encourage them and support them. It's, trust me, the reward will definitely come back around. Until next time, have a great day.